0: Attention shoppers! There are a wide variety of Crossroads items available in the gift shop: sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive T-shirt
1: designed by Dapper Dan Shoning of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend.
0: there fellow conductors of the metaphysical examination and welcome to episode 417 of the CrossRip. This is the last episode of April. can't believe it's flying by so fast, but on this show we have the Guinness Book of World Record holders coming out of London. We're going to talk about Bill Murray and Jan Vogler. We have a little bit of discussion about Steve Johnson, uh, an interesting conversation about terminal reality, the developers of Ghostbusters the video game. Also, is the Ghostbusters music video canon? Stay tuned, we'll discuss it now.
1: after a false start of, man, usually these antibiotics, you know, really make a big difference. And it's like, and I'm doing what she said. This is the trouble. If somebody comes in, doctors of the world, pharmacists of the world, listen. If somebody comes in and they have a sinus cold, a bad sinus infection, and you're giving them antibiotics, make them repeat your instructions back to them. <laughs> oh, no. Because she was like, take it twice a day. Apparently, she said take two twice a day. Uh, and all I no. heard was take it twice a day. And I went home and I was like, right, tablet. So it's like for a short while, I kind of shortchanged myself. I? Which is always fun. Let's just throw in that uh, thing of <laughs> you're going to get better. Except for the superbugs you may have created. Except n- like, for... Yeah. Nah.
0: Well, I, I, yeah. Sort kind of uh, I mean, in your defense, yeah, you, you know, the, the doctor probably sounded like one of the adults from Peanuts that, like... Yeah, I don't know.
1: I- Actually, what I've learned, I'm trying to get this into my head, is listen as hard as you can, smile and nod, and reread the goddamn late when you get home. It's right there. Like that's what happened. I was like, why is this? And I pull it down and my brain suddenly goes, There's an extra two there. I'm like, what? Wait a Two twice a day. Yeah. Man. And the funny part is is like I said, I am so stuffed up and I get so stupid when I'm like that. I opened it up on the like that morning to take one and I remember the part where they're like, take the full course for ten days, and they gave me the lecture about don't stop even if you're feeling better. But yeah, I yeah, know how to buy it. Let it, it, it run work. its course. Yeah. Got to do the whole thing. I'm not my first time to the science infection <laughs> rodeo, lady. Give me those. And my brain did the. That's a lot of pills for twenty, mm. and still the rest of me went, shut up and drink your neocitron. <laughs> and then a couple of days, like I said, a couple of days later, I don't feel And then it goes, that's an extra two. And I was like, well, that does look more like 40, now that you mentioned it. You're right. Uh,
0: So
1: I I have Neocitrine. I have gum.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah. So once it, if I think I have a problem. Gum on my chair. (coughs) Gum. The trouble
1: is, is it's still a little, like, I'm fighting that thing where it's like, um, you should just cough. I'm like, unless there's something there, I'm not coughing. Yeah. this, This is a trap. And then but it just starts every, and won't stop One of those kind every, of things Every five yeah. or six times I take in a breath And part of me goes ah, there's
0: <gasps> Hold it back Hold <clears throat> hold the line uh, hold, on. Uh, yeah. hold on yeah, Hold it's, on It's funny you should talk about So the doctor giving you the instructions about Two twice a day because It, it seems like that's something that would be clear and concise And that you would retain that right Like yeah. It, like with me, it's like names. Because uh, I, I had a couple of interviews this week, and uh, I'm I'm one of those where they they tell me their name. I do the smile and the nod, and then four milliseconds later, I'm like, shit! I've already forgotten all of their names. Yeah. And and it's just it's That's a in one ear one, and out like, the other. I can't I can't recall their names.
1: It's very common. Um, everybody has it. It's one of the the like the first tricks I learned is uh, repeating
0: names back. Right, yeah. Oh, had, Chris. This, Chris, I, nice to meet you, Chris. How are you?
1: Well, they're like, hi, I'm Chris. I'm like, Chris, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although, admittedly, it's easy if their name is Chris, because I, I can totally remember that.
0: Did you learn that from um, the House Bunny? Do you remember that? <laughs> no. The Anna Ferris movie? I, that's one of the only things I remember about that movie, is she would repeat people's names back to them, but say it like, Chris, <laughs> <"This> Chris, hi. <laughs> no, I
1: uh, I got to visit the set of Paycheck? That Philip K. Dick esque oh, may actually oh, yeah, been a yeah, Philip K. Dick right. story now. That I think about it. Yeah, but the guy who had him, you know, did a job, but in, he had to have his memory removed. Right. But then he, you know, he's smart. I mean, he left clues for himself if he got into trouble to figure it all out. Well, anyways, that was shot here in town, and we got to go visit the set, and that's where I got to meet um, uh, John Woo. So that was good. Woo.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that John was Woo. a John Woo movie, huh? Yeah, which is a
1: a good enough reason to see it, to be honest. Like, I don't think it's his best. I don't and I don't think it's a standout. But at the same time, again, I grade on a curve for movies. So it's all All right.
0: John Woo movies are of their time. Like, yeah. Mission Impossible 2. I was was supposed to stay
1: with the group, but I really want to look at the the uh, the set. Uh, Particularly since you don't often get to look at it up close, but I know prop guys, that's where they like to hide their stuff because they're, you know, working in a shop all day and they're kind of bored sort of thing. So looking at it, my peripheral fills with this bright white and suddenly my brain goes, that'd be John Woo in his shirt. I'm like, oh my God. And he was very nice, actually. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just having a look at the props. And he was like, oh no, they're very, very good. And he was very effusive about the Canadian uh, team that put his stuff yeah. together and all that. That was great. But then later we got introduced to, they were like, we, and I was on the nerd, nerd tour. Right, you right. Know how that is, yeah. Right? You can you can go with you know Good Morning America and all that sort of thing, or you're being schlepped off with all of the the nerd websites and all that, and that's what I was being. The, I was there for, and they were they thought we'll throw uh, Uma Thurman at the nerds, they'll love it. And Uma Thurman went nerds?
0: No, Mm-mm. and she, uh, she I'll left. have none of this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but they uh, convinced uh, to Ben to say, and for the longest time, I thought I had this funny anecdote where he went down the line because uh, he was for whatever reason, was going to everybody, you know, hey, how you doing? Hi. Hey. And every once in a while, you know, I'm Ben. Hey. Hi. How you doing? And he got to me and I'm like, uh hi, Ben, I'm Chris. And he's like, Chris, pleased to meet you. And I thought, <laughs> um, no, 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 what was it? um Yeah, he just said Chris. That was it. All he said was, Chris. I shook my hand and yeah. he said, Chris. And in my brain for years, I thought, I am like, no, that's my name. Why... Like, I just for some reason decided that he got confused and, <laughs> and said your uh, name
0: back to you as if he was introducing it, himself as. But it was a good you. example of yeah. just,
1: you know, like affability. I don't think he was trying to remember uh, Ben affleckability. Uh, Affleck. Affability. Uh, um, I don't think he was trying to remember my name. It was just a very nice instance of you repeat it back because it sounds good. Yeah. That's the other purpose for it, too. If you don't remember it, at least it sounded good I'd at the say, moment. You're, so. make, you're putting forth the effort. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you want to know the best trick that. if you can't if you find yourself in a position where you need to remember it and you can't? Write it down on your hand and just be like, uh, hello, Chris. How are you? No, you're
1: like, oh. um, somebody comes up and there's this expectation you're going to introduce them to somebody. and You realize you can't remember their name. And you're like, oh, you know, person, hey. And then you turn to the other person and you're like, I'm really sorry. I can't remember your last name. And they almost always re- introduce themselves to the oh. other person in w- with the last name with the, well they're like oh, hi i'm chris so and so or whatever. Ah, that's a good one. So I was, yeah, it's not none of these are 100% <laughs> but these fall under the category of social engineering. Like it's one of those things where sure you can fall down 100% of the time or you could have this and maybe pull out 50 to 70% Something. of the time.
0: Yeah. See that's maybe. That, that's where I, I am so thankful to have a wonderful significant other who knows that i have a memory worth crap who I, <laughs> so like I can go to her and I can grab her hand and I can just squeeze it once when I'm introducing her to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so that I'll get the name back <laughs> and she's like, Oh yeah. Hi, I'm Kelly. And you are, and then she'll like, look at me very deliberately, you know, like remember it this time, you dope. But I got a uh, work partner and, and his, his workload is uh,
1: way more designing stuff. Meaning he's holding crap in his head all the time that, just he needs to draw on and he needs to run permutations in his head. Conversely, he doesn't fill it up. He's like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, <laughs> the joke about Sherlock Holmes was that, um, what was the joke about it? He'd study the movement of the stars, but it never occurred to him like, I forget what it was, Shoot, I can't social remember really cues now. or something or, No, no, yeah. it was like, uh, um you know, whether the sun went around the earth or something like that. Like there's this, just from his perspective, it didn't matter what the, whether we were going around the sun or the sun was going around us, it was, you know, it was more important that he understand, you know, for whatever reason, the stars. Anyways, the point is is that he doesn't fill up with these things. So what he does is he requires me to not only remember people's names, (laughs) So that later on, like, for example, if we meet them, he's like, you know, who's so-and-so again? And I can tell them. And then for that short period, in his short-term memory cue, he'll hold on to it, sort of thing. But other times, he'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, so-and-so called. And he'll be like, huh? Who? Yeah. And I have to remember his, essentially, his his uh, game dev code name for them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Blinky Bob, like uh, just forever uh, we glasses. go somewhere. So oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. glasses,
0: that guy. Yeah, Blinky Bob.
1: Oh right, Blinky Bob. <laughs> <Okay. coughs>
0: there is no Blinky Bob, but anyways, uh, that is the downside to uh, nicknames, code names, not knowing people's names, and uh, I just know people by the like that happened to me at school. I'd be like, oh, you know, glasses and suspenders, and there was one guy yeah. who wore like a fedora. We called him Harrison Ford. I I don't remember his real name to save my life right now, but it we, he was Harrison Ford. Um, but anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I met, uh, I met, um, I met our, uh,
1: lead artist. Oh God. 20 years ago now. And at the time he was a young buck and out of art college and he had his art college. Yeah. Uh, affectation, which was a bowler. (laughs) Bowler. (laughs) All right. Okay. You may have to cut this out. I don't know. But, uh, And immediately, Martin uh, uh, nicknamed him. At that time, he had not earned the – having the name committed to long-term memory. But he nicknamed him uh, Degrassi, (laughs) (laughs) to which the programmers took umbrage and said, it would be more accurate if we called him Wheels. And Martin was like, I got there first. He's 20 years later. We still say Degrassi. Degrassi, yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> That hat went away real quick. The name did not, so but let it be a lesson, he wears yeah, a
0: jean jacket with the Degrassi logo on the back all the time, <laughs> and he just can't <laughs> live it down, that guy.
1: Okay. Uh, no, he's 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 a bit more uh, EDM uh, oh, street okay. punk um, than that.
0: <laughs> so the jean jacket with Degrassi would fit right in. Not really,
1: not really. Anyway,
0: uh, all right. Well, uh, hey, so let's jump into it uh, because uh, we have a fun discussion topic that came at the last minute here, which I'm excited for you and I to jump into. Um, but two quick, but. two quick follow ups to previous episodes here. So, um, right. and and you will hear later in the episode. Uh, we don't we don't get uh, we don't get voicemails from him, but we do get our our correction emails from Mr. Michael Tanaka, which we will uh, dive into in a minute. But um, within minutes, within of it minutes. Going live. oh, my goodness, he's punctual, that man. Uh, but so, uh, so I did want to talk uh, about the one 800 number that we, we mentioned last week that came up in the Jack yeah. White, uh, Jimmy Fallon discussion. Uh, I, I threw down a challenge and I called out Derek Osborne, who speaking of writing to us within minutes, uh, as that episode went live, he wrote back to me and he was like, yeah, you know the eight hundred number. I know. I I feel like I called it. I feel like I've heard the audio from it, and I feel like it has been online. But I I just I don't have it, and I don't remember what it was. And um and and he and I kind of had a conversation back and forth about maybe it was just those radio spots that, uh, you know, we've we've played here on the air, yeah. and we can even play again uh, here later in the show. Um that that we talked about last week. So, I don't know, maybe you did call the 800 number and it was just the pre-recorded radio spot that you heard. I I don't I don't yeah. recall and I don't know who Did you do you recall any type of a discussion or a description of of the 800 number out there? Yeah,
1: it it was supposed to be you called the number and the machine picked up and it basically led like an answering machine message which said, "You've reached the Ghostbusters. We're not here right now. We're out on a call." And then a little bit of ramble that then led into, but
0: you can catch us in theaters uh, on okay. June 8th or whatever nationwide. So
1: it was a that proper, was it.
0: proper outgoing message then. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was very much like uh, the Janine one for the,
0: right. well, it the anniversary yeah. or the video it game. Was the it was the 25th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and people did call that out as well, saying like, oh, I, I remember that number you called and Janine said, you know, we've been at it for such a long time. And I was like, well... No, you're actually remembering yeah. that was five-plus uh, short years ago there. Um, but uh, but that's
1: that's good proof how memory kind of conflates things, right? Yeah, it's tough. So you guys thinking, oh, I remember calling it. It may just be the radio spot we played, right? Yeah. Because one is the the funny, sketchy type one, and the other one is a bit more straight Dan Aykroyd, are you troubled by strange noises sort of thing. Right, so right. it fits a lot closer to what it was – uh, purportedly supposed to be.
0: Well, and and for for any of the shortcomings that people may have with the new movie, um, it, it does show that their head was in the right place because there was not 800 number, at least in the UK, uh, where you would call and you would get Kevin and you would hear the same sort of message. So it's that... it, it It's not a new thing. It is something that was established back in 1984. But uh, yeah, I'd, if anybody out there has that audio or at least maybe remembers or can paraphrase exactly what you heard kind of like Chris just uh, said there uh call call in let yeah. us know uh because now we're kind of on the case speaking of sherlock holmes we're trying to get to the bottom <coughs> of this and figure it out just so that we can sh- we can send it to jack white and jack white will be like who the hell are you guys i don't care i just said this on a talk show and anyway uh and then uh, so one more quick follow up before we get into the real news uh last no, sorry, two weeks ago, we were talking about the SCTV reunion that Martin Scorsese is doing for uh, Netflix. Um, and we did talk at length about how we were disappointed that Rick Moranis was not a member of that that group, that name uh, drop that happened with the press release. Uh, lo and behold, Rick Moranis will indeed be a part of the SCTV reunion uh, that is happening, I think in May, uh, like the second week in May. At the Elgin Theatre in Toronto, but uh, there we go. It uh, it's uh, I M- guess
1: maybe I don't know if Ontario pronounces it differently. We have an Elgin here in uh, uh, in Vancouver, but uh, it's mostly pr-
0: pronounced Elgin. So oh, Elgin I, it could go either way. Elgin, Elgin, either way. Elgin, but hard uh, to say. Yeah, so but but uh, I'm sure either Adriana way, Adriana will right and correct <laughs> yes. me. That's okay. Uh, hi adrana how are I, you? Um I'd be disappointed if she didn't, frankly. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully she has tickets for this because it sounds like it's going to be uh an outstanding show and and yeah. a good because the last reunion was sort of a once in a lifetime opportunity. This is sort of like the well, if you missed out, this is your second in a lifetime opportunity. Um so yeah, check it out uh, cuz Rick Moranis will be a part of it. I guess he was still finalizing his terms or his negotiations with them. Uh, at the time of the press release, so that's why his name was omitted, yes. but uh, he is now a part of it, and as he should be, he was such a big part of, of that original cast, so. Yeah, there's so many characters. How how could you do it without yeah, exactly you know, Jerry Todd and all that, right? So. I, I mean, it's uh, listening to Lorraine Newman on the, the Nerdist podcast talking about that uh, SNL uh, TV Critics uh, Hall of Fame thing where she invited Bill Murray, and Bill was like, what? I don't know anything about this and it's that same sort of thing. How could you do the original SNL cast without Bill Murray even though he came in uh you know after that first year? Yeah, he's that original cast. So it's it's that same sort of thing. You can't do it without Rick Moranis. It's just not the same. So, uh, yep. So, uh, I think last time I checked, it was a couple days ago, but tickets are still available. So if you are in the area and if you, um, you know, if, if you have the means to get to the Toronto area, make sure that you, uh, at least try to get tickets for that. Cause it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, all right. And that's all of the corrections and follow-ups at least until the Michael Tanaka email, which we will get into. Uh, but let's let's jump into news. You feel like some news, Chris? Sure. Yeah. What if I said no? Uh, then the show would end right here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until next April Fool's. All right. <laughs> just just slam to the credits at the end. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here.
1: If you want to turn your head, Multiplaner, curly and emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of
0: GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Okay, Chris, so let's start with a shout out to the uh, new and recent Guinness Book of World Record holders uh, Mm -hmm. from London, uh, coming out of the London Marathon. Uh, This is pretty impressive. This caught the eye of the uh, official Ghostbusters of Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram accounts. Um, Six people all ran the marathon strapped within a a cardboard ectomobile. Uh, so they have to run in tandem at the same time and carry this, uh, however many pound uh, ectomobile prop that they have, for yeah. the entire marathon. Uh, they ran it in uh, 6:20:48, which I'm assuming is a good time because it made the Guinness Book of World Records, and uh, it's it's pretty. Impre- I mean, I'm just impressed the fact that they were able to coordinate going a block or two as a uh, strap together as six people as a as a team. Yeah. These guys did the entire marathon together, dressed as Ghostbusters in the Ecto-1, or I think they called it the Ecto-1. but um, and, and raised well, some good money for Young Lives versus Cancer. It, just, it seems like such a great story. Well, clarify for me here.
1: Was it that they had to carry that thing, or was that just a, a motivator to keep them all together? I thought it was the fastest group time.
0: Oh, was it so there and were the, multiple groups? I I thought that this was just like a you know, when you go to marathons and there are people that run as a group or they walk as a group or but yeah, okay, maybe maybe this was uh something that other people were doing and they had to to I coordinate doing as a group.
1: Uh, yeah, I think well I mean people do run marathons in groups and all that. I mean even countries uh, the famous marathons enter it well maybe more than the famous ones I don't know, but quite often you see uh people from uh um different nations that have been sent you know by the country to right. try and right do a thing so i i like
0: team, could team be running wrong or,
1: yeah but i I just assume that it was just a, like a nice symbolic way to keep them all close together uh. um and and crossing the line within a now, I mean, if the trick is that it's about you know them all coming together within a certain period of time, that I don't know,
0: I may have misunderstood. I, I will admit that. Yeah, that's that's At the same time. Probably should have looked more into it because I thought it was just like you know how people run, um, uh, not not run, I guess, but you know, you uh, in Colorado they have this thing where you build a ridiculous like racer and you hop into a bobsled with a team of four and you just hope that yeah. it stays together as opposed to it's a race, or, you know alcohol is involved so that's why the, the <laughs> rules are a little sketchy there but yeah Probably that's what i thought one, it was yeah um we'll tell you what you vamp okay so i'll you, see what i can yeah, come up with do here. you want to dig it up and and i'll talk about uh well, <laughs> I'll will skip ahead uh, because the Bill Murray Jan Vogler thing requires you to uh, participate here. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll I'll skip ahead and talk. I about- do it with half a brain. All right. Oh well. So uh, let's talk. So Bill Murray, uh, he's out on his New Worlds tour with Jan Vogler and, and the orchestra, doing his spoken word. And uh, the the album is fantastic. I've found that it puts the baby to sleep really well. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, tip of the hat to you. Um to <laughs> so put the baby to sleep or puts, put you to sleep. I I'm paying attention to it because everything is very thought-provoking within it. But yeah, the baby is just sort of like, "Oh, that's that's very soothing and kind of lullaby and Bill's voice is nice and he's got that sort of nice spoken voice that uh f- for all of the ASMR people out there is probably like, "Oh, whoa, Bill Murray, really?" Okay. Uh but uh it, it's I feel like, you know, Jan Vogler, uh we saw them Hold on, on
1: Hold on one second. I know this is clunky. Okay. It's on the Guinness World Records Twitter post about it. It is the record for fastest marathon in a six-person
0: costume. In a six-person costume. That's awfully specific. Now,
1: I think, again, the question is, is, (laughs) does a six-person costume mean a costume that six people wear? I'm assuming that must be part of it. Uh, Otherwise, you just have six people that are thematically linked, and then it gets... No, it's it's got to be six people
0: running in stormtrooper costumes. Like, it's a little different. This is like, again, because they are within the confines of this square cardboard ectomobile. It's it's difficult. I mean, it's like a sack race. It's if one person falls (laughs) behind, the entire group has to slow down. You know, it's you have to coordinate that uh, a little bit, but. But um, they okay, didn't. So interesting.
1: They set the world record as fastest ever. So yeah, they they knew. I mean, it seems to me that six forty is probably a decent
0: enough time just to run that marathon. So yeah, let alone with a, a group of five other individuals. So hey, us us so, Ghostbusters fans, we're pretty we're pretty astute like that. Yeah, we're we're efficient. Anyways, sorry um, to interrupt. So anyway, so uh, so yeah, so Jan I'm not that and sorry. Gray. That's fine. That's that's what we do. <laughs> um so the the two of them I I want to say they were on like the Letterman show or or some or actually maybe it was like a featurette when the album came out and they were talking about how the two of them were on an airplane traveling back with each other and Bill came up to Yawn, you know, who was holding his cello in first class and was like, "You got to pay for a ticket for that thing or what's the deal?" And the two of them hit it off and of course they decided to collaborate and do this album. Um so it goes without saying that uh, I, think, I think Jan Vogler is very tickled by this. I think he's very um, <laughs> excited to be out there touring with Bill Murray and, and the attention that he's getting and the attention that the music is getting uh, because he's been very vocal on Twitter about the tour, which Eric Burnham was in the front row for uh, tangentially, whatever that was like mm-hmm. a week ago. Good for you, Eric, man. Well done. Um, but uh, but you interacted with him, Chris. You were talking with uh, Mr Vogler and, and I how did it come up? Did he ask he said something that he loves ghostbusters or I, how, yeah, how, did, how a, did this initiate?
1: It was a thread with somebody else and and he just replied just offhand and I love ghostbusters. To which I asked the obvious question. I was just jokingly like, because I didn't see the trick is, is with celebrities on Twitter. You you cannot you can frame it as if you want or need a reply. Just don't pin your hopes
0: on it because right. some yeah. don't. You don't expect um, them to reply. So it's certainly not. Or Jan they miss Vogler. it. Like yeah.
1: Well, and yeah, that's just I mean he, he's he's he you know, he's not a comedian on Twitter or something like that. Like who but at the same time he was talking to somebody and said, and I like Ghostbusters, so I jokingly said I was like, is that because
0: uh Dana's a cellist?
1: And I was like, and that's it. I'm walking away now cuz nothing yeah. will come There's of the it. Punch line. There's the
0: punchline. There's the punctuation at the end. We're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh as he he replied, he was like uh, no, but that's uh, that's a, you know, bonus. Uh, so then I just, I doubled down and I, I was worried that it was going to sound too, oh yeah, are you a real nerd? Well, let's answer this. <laughs> and I, but at the same time I was like, yeah, but he's a classical musician. I, he must have an opinion on this if he really likes the movie. And I said, this is either going to go well, or if he was playing you know or paying lip service to that person about liking Ghostbusters and I've pinned him in the corner I'll never hear anything ever again. Yeah. but anyways um, <clears throat> and I said well then what's you know what's your favorite Elmer Bernstein uh, composition for the movie and uh, again he uh, <laughs> kind of surprised me because he came back really f- fairly quick and he said Danish theme which coincidentally is mine as well so <laughs> oh that's interesting well, he said, it's like, and it's not just because, you know, it's, it's there's, there's that connection doom, again. Doom, 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 Yeah, that cello. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you have to remember that, yeah, there is a very prominent uh, cello uh, bit in the, that, uh, the very beautiful, uh, the very, uh, the very uh, beautiful bit uh, of the cello by itself when she, i think the elevator door opens or something like that it's
0: it's like right when she walks into the firehouse if uh, memory serves so dana walks through the door and it's right before she sees ray in the hood of the car yeah you hear that just the cello by itself and then it goes to the bouncy ghostbusters theme uh yeah <laughs> ba-dum,
1: ba-dum. i've been dissecting ba-dum, ba-dum, the ba-dum, score
0: ba-dum, f- for reasons that will become clearer in a few months but uh, ba-dum, yeah ba-dum, anyway
1: ba-dum. Uh, but anyways, it, uh, yeah, it was a really, that was, was a, nice touch. Although it got me thinking that, th- uh, that man needs to sit in as guest cellist at the Hollywood bowl. Oh my God. Absolutely. Surely there must be one or two dates where he's close enough that he can sit in with, uh, uh, with, uh, Bernstein
0: jr. Wow. And, uh, that, and yeah, that never occurred to me. That's each. actually a really good idea that. That he should at least be a featured player or a soloist or something uh, for for Dana's something. theme or something. oh man that's that's so great. Well, the other thing that he mentioned, he said uh, the when they're walking into the library. So I was trying to figure out if that means the very first where you see Egon on the floor and he's got the you know the stethoscope to the table and there's that kind of bouncy rendition of the Ghostbusters theme, or is he talking about? when they go back and they're going into the basement that whole sequence. Like what I wonder if if you want to shoot him a follow-up question. <laughs> what, <laughs> okay. What sequence in the library really tickles him because the, both of those are great pieces, uh great wonderful pieces of music because the first time is the first time that you hear the Ghostbusters theme sort of in its subdued uh right before you get the big version of it when they're in in the park later, but uh yeah, I'd be curious. He He's a good composer. He's one of those people that knows music, so I'd, I'd love to hear what he yeah. says uh, and see him on the right. Hollywood Bowl stage. Well, cross your fingers. Well, we can't get Bill Murray on the show. Can we get Jan Vogler on the show? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, thank, thank you, that. Chris and Troy. I'm not entirely sure why I'm here right why now. I'm here? But, um, That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so check, check out that interaction on, on Twitter, uh, if, if nothing (laughs) else, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. So a couple news items before we get into the, uh, (laughs) oh my God, I forgot about this one. So, uh, so before we get into that one that I just chuckled about the, uh, Playmobil real Ghostbusters toys are out on shelves now. They're on, uh, Amazon, big bad toy store, all of these places. Um, and, uh, Forbes, online of all places did a, a toy review which was kind of shocking uh, my eyebrow raised when i saw that and i was like why is forbes doing toy reviews but uh, but it makes sense they approached it from a perspective of here's playmobile they've picked up this franchise which is evergreen and then they went back to the animated series which originally aired in 1986 and it's a slam dunk. It's a wonderful toys uh, series. Uh, Ghostbusters is more toyetic, toyetic than ever. Uh, your kids will love these toys. Go pick them up. It was. It's a great article. I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, a lot of stuff that we already know. Like we already know that kids love Ghostbusters. We already know that there are properties that uh, the kids love. But it's just great to see some place like Forbes picking that up and and running with it. Um, so it's also very funny to think about a Forbes journalist sitting, because he he does talk about it. he got the Winston with the jet ski, so he put it in the bathtub to make sure that it floats, and you, you just want to picture this guy in a suit and tie with his glasses double-checking that the uh, real Ghostbusters Playmobil toy actually floats, but uh, check, check that out on Forbes, uh, but this is the one, Chris, that I wanted to talk about between the two of us. Uh, terminal Reality is in the news. Um, yes. Even though, for all intents and purposes, we thought that they went out of business back in 2013, I want to say? 2014? Uh, Yeah. Somewhere around there, give or take a year. Somewhere around there. But Terminal Reality ceased to exist. They shut down their Texas uh, production studio and and everything. But uh, it was a little um, surprising, to say the least, to see them pop up on the news radar and... uh, and Chris, you you even posted in the news like, huh? What? This is strange. File this under it's just going to get settled out of court. But uh, Terminal Reality is currently suing Microsoft for twenty patents that they are claiming were infringed upon uh, on uh, Microsoft owned and developed games. Um, twenty patents or twenty instances of one patent. Oh, I think it's, not sure. oh, yeah, you're right, 20, 20 instances of one patent, because it's it's all based upon their infernal engine, which is what they're claiming was right. infringed upon. So their game engine is what they're saying Microsoft knowingly exploited uh, for, and, and I, I put all of the games in our rundown, we're not going to go through them all, but I mean big games like uh, Halo 4, Halo 5, Halo Reach. Uh, Blood rain, Blood rain, Dead Rising three, Fable yep. Legends, uh, Forza Motorsport six. You wouldn't think about like a a, a racing <coughs> game having that same engine. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, big AAA yeah. games are named uh, within this. Now I, Microsoft is not the dev- like because Rise of the Tomb Raider is not a, a wholly Microsoft game, so it's it's interesting that they've just targeted Microsoft. Maybe they want this to settle. They're like just. Uh, here you're using our engine we can prove it pay us we want we want the money that's kind of the impression yeah. that i'm getting from this
1: well see the thing is, is if you have no leg to stand on like if you're spuriously going 20 and you know it's got to be something weird in there or they you know whatever and you're gambling on microsoft going okay okay um it's microsoft right like they will happily send one lawyer with stays and offputs and adjustments just forever. Sure, and sure. And technically, you're a company that's no longer, you know, generating any, uh, you know, uh, huge cash flow to which you can, you know, you can fight
0: off Microsoft legal department. And um, do you have the money to lawyer up and, and continue to fight this in court kind of thing? Yeah. So
1: my gut instinct is they have something. Um, whether it's apparent in 20 of them, I, I don't know, but then, I mean, this, see, the thing is, is this is where things get murky because this turns into giant corporations that are at each other's throat to be the dominant force in a very small console war. Yeah. Uh, so small, it's basically two people at the party because Nintendo operates in its own weird little alternate universe bubble. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, things come out and it steps up and it just blows the other two out of the water. But at the same time, its fate is not really tied to the other two, whereas they live or die about whether they're on top at any given time, which then begs the question, you know, is it unfeasible then that, in this case, Microsoft may have used their access to source code? Right. And again, I I don't know what the, the, the... you know, uh, publishing developer contracts are with Microsoft are these days, but again, it's their hardware and they want to make sure things run smoothly and they often, uh, make available the ability to, um, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, <sighs> they're not very open about what things can and can't do, but they do try to maintain relationship with developers. So it's possible that a bigger one, and I know other, uh, development houses and all this have, uh, nurtured, uh, a relationship with Microsoft to try to get a bit more inside with, uh, the engineering to side to try to, again, get, uh, the best they can. They, everybody wants to put it their best, best foot forward sort of thing. Um, uh, but then if at any time their, their stuff is open to the world, um, you know, is it, is it, is it there for somebody to take and... And incorporate, uh, yeah. It then gets really weird. Like, it's, again, if it's 20, how do they know? Like, how are they prepared to prove it? Because you don't go on 20 counts if you don't have something. At which point it becomes, as you say, they're not all... Uh, it then begs the other question of, is it, for example, they develop because it's a patent and the thing is is it doesn't matter if you come up with something on your own if somebody
0: else got the patent first uh that's true that's true and it's the same way of going about it's the same way of doing compressing it. Know the, the graphics or rendering the graphics or whatever it may be
1: yeah. yeah, I'm inclined to toss it. that whole hmm. bit I put there before. I mean, that's pure speculation
0: and... and yeah, and, I mean, and, and it, sh- it goes I'm without not, saying, not, we are, not, we're just speculating <laughs> here. We're not... Yeah. Obviously, we're not uh, legal counsel for either of these two, two parties involved. So the,
1: the more I talk about it, the more Occam's Razor comes into play, where I'm like, I guess it's not impossible that there's, you know, foul play and shenanigans behind the scenes in Microsoft sort of thing. I mean... Uh, Twenty eighteen, right? Are we? Is anybody shocked when somebody goes, "This corporation did something evil"? It's like, uh huh. Well, but there's right. such
0: a big like slog of a but machine. But it is
1: such it is such a huge thing. Yeah. And then you factor in that they're not all the same. You know, it's not even like even the stuff that's you know Microsoft owned properties they're not all being done exactly by the same group. So it's then, well then how does this get handed around? Then the question becomes, uh, for example, um, do you, for example, maybe use, I, I could see it. I don't know. Maybe it's legal judo that, um, uh, um, you recognize for whatever reason, like say, for example, your terminal reality, uh, you, you know, you went skeleton crew and shut your doors You're basically a company on paper, which means you don't have a lot of resources to fight something. But say you notice that there's something being done, and you're pretty sure that it's being done using the method that you have a patent for. Right, right. Even if the other companies are not Microsoft, you start by going to Microsoft and and saying, all these we're placing in your lap. (laughs) And then Microsoft goes to work on your behalf saying, nuh-uh, And like I say, at that point, I I could see it as not impossible then that Microsoft goes, all right, you know, Halo's ours, et cetera. We will – they'll choose to fight it or argue it or whatever. But then they'll go, but these ones are these other companies. And we have uh, no knowledge of of what engines or – yeah. At which point then, you know (sighs) – Does that make it easier to then bring those people to court, or does Microsoft, because it has arrangements, like it's again, it's possible with the the agreements, then that see most agreements the publisher is like we don't know what the hell you guys are doing there, so it's not on us if something blows yeah, up or just the distributor weird or be, the console or the licensor, or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 a little odd, but hmm. I think you and I are both in agreement that what it feels like is it's, it's either a way to bring everybody to task when you can't really, you know, you couldn't really marshal it on your own. Uh, I mean, frankly, even if one, like, even if Microsoft had to fold
0: on one Halo title, uh, imagine how much money that pours back. Yeah. There's a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a payday coming to those, those execs at terminal reality. But I, I, or or alternately it's microsoft looks
1: at it and goes here's what it will cost to fight
0: this and here's what it'll cost to pay him off
1: or guess what you know again uh, again not deliberately say let's for the sake of argument say it's not deliberate say it's just you know uh like minds got uh, really close, and unfortunately, it's close enough that they have a case in you know patent law for it. Microsoft goes, you know what it would be easy? We just settle with these guys, mm. and guess what? That really cool idea and its patent is now technically ours. Yay. Yeah. Because remember, it is a company that went. This is our patent, not here's a guy. Right. It's not that some creator for it. Yeah. That it's his patent, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't do anything for us or oh no I mean this is not going to talk about
0: the Ghostbusters the video game is not uh, all of a sudden going to be owned by Microsoft I mean unless Microsoft is like great we'll acquire Terminal Reality for X dollars thank you very much we now (laughs) own all of your patents and your holdings Um, but uh, I don't see it that happening. Te- it
1: may technically get worse, because if it does end up in court, I'm pretty sure the judge will go, everybody doing anything like this, stop what you're doing. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so even if we wanted to do a follow-up to the Ghostbusters yeah. game, it would be an all, nobody touched nothing until we're
0: done. I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, for all of us that are holding out hope for, <coughs> like, a remastered version of Ghostbusters, the video game, or, or like, an HD version or something like that, but... Uh, it's just it's so tough because Atari's involved and terminal reality is involved and activision is involved and th- of course sony uh, obviously is involved too um so yeah i think this actually just complicates things further because now it's using that yeah. infernal engine which is sort of persona non grata uh in terms of legality and god knows what's happening but um <laughs> so.
1: frankly all these things pop up I raise an eyebrow, and then it feels like it's a 36-month jack-in-the-box. I go, huh, this is intriguing. I wonder how it'll turn out. And then you go away. <laughs> and then one day, yeah. and you're like, oh, there was a ruling on that hey, thing from two and a half years ago. They court in
0: 2019. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that as, as much as we hear, or if we do hear anything, you know, they may settle a lot of court and we never hear about it, but um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I, you know, going back to your Occam's razor, it's, I feel like I see things on the most simplest terms and I just sort of feel like, you know, we used to deal with graphic design a lot and fonts and, and uh, a company would come at Disney and say, that's my font. Uh, you owe me money for that. And we'd be like, well, no, we developed that font, but it's close enough that, you know, and they would just pay these people out or, uh, if a screenplays that happens all the time, uh, I had the idea for the Avengers. All right, here you go. Here's your $20,000. Here's your $30,000, whatever. Yeah. Um, the one that really gets me, this is very tangential, I'm sorry, but the one that is just. I. this is the world we live in now folks uh, the person who is suing Lucasfilm and Disney for the use of the word uh, Sabacc which is the card game that Han Solo wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando Calrissian uh, for a long time that's in the Star Wars lore and it's been in I think the first place it probably showed up was like the Timothy Zahn books if memory serves right but anyway but mm-hmm. it's it is owned by Lucasfilm because it's within the canon of their uh, their storytelling. But this person went and trademarked Sabak, And now they say, well, you owe me because that's my trademark. And it's like, "Come what? No. Yeah. <sighs> anyway.
1: <laughs> Lawyers Although are that's, fun. That's a sad life to
0: leave. That's, that's, yeah. It's, it's,
1: just, it's right up with the people. I get emails from people and it's like... <laughs> it's like we hold, you know, I don't know, ghostsareawesome.com and we thought maybe you'd like
0: to buy it from us for $425. Mm-hmm. It was like, no. "No." Yeah. Oh, do you do you, you remember out. like when Ecto First uh, Ecto First <laughs> tired. Ecto Force was first announced. Uh how many people said, "I had that idea," or I had a fan fiction that was that, or I I did a web yeah. comic that was that. Um we even talked about it being a lot like uh, a Jay Young's Ghostbusters web series that he had been doing for Ghostbusters HQ back in, whatever that was, 1998, yep.
1: 1999. Uh, and there was a gentleman whose name I forget at the moment who even went so far as he got that very short rendered clip of the flying Ecto-1. Right. Yeah, that,
0: that was Jay. That was him. Was yeah. that Jay? Yeah, that was Jay Young. Yeah. Back oh, way, back, sorry, way. Jay. back in the day. But yeah, but same I'm thing. I'm old, Jay. It's, you know, I'm, people I'm so have, old. it's there's... There is the old so, adage, there's no such thing as an original idea anymore. And well, this I'm might so old. No, we're not old. You just don't have anything better to do.
1: I am old, because I remember <laughs> seeing that thing in Calgary like 23 bloody years ago.
0: We're all old. <laughs> yeah. And what happened I'm, to that web series? Well, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it was a good shot. <laughs> tried. It was one good shot. Um, all right, let's talk, before we get into our main discussion topic, Maurice LaMarche was on the I Was There Too podcast. I have not had a chance to listen to this one yet did you get you you posted it i haven't heard it quite yet i listened to it on the way to work this morning does does ghostbusters come up or is it it uh, does oh
1: it does it does um it's interesting i think he said it in a couple other places but he posits that uh ernie hudson didn't get it because he had other commitments or something like that but er, that's not how ernie plays it out but Uh, at the same time, I think you and I talked about this before. That may just be more Maurice being uh, diplomatic about the
0: whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. uh, And then I just watched the hand, that rocks, the cradle. And I think Ernie did. Okay. That, that movie still holds up. That's a lot of, that's a really good movie. Although he did. I hadn't
1: heard it before, but so a room full of people all there to, uh, audition for one of the four parts, maybe five. I don't know if they're doing Janine or not. And he said, and the, 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 just the two of them by themselves were there for uh, for uh, Winston was uh, Ernie Hudson and um, uh, Arsenio Hall and th- they did Ernie first and then Ernie came out and Arsenio looked at him and went What am I doing here? <laughs> but you know he was the one who ultimately booked it. Uh, he retold the same thing uh, when I got to talk to him uh, several episodes back. Um where he he uh he talked about um um, um the story about uh, uh Bill accidentally getting uh Lorenzo music
0: uh oh, moved pulled off yeah. the
1: show. Um uh and what was the other one? No, uh, he's talking about his own where they were the they were the um, the <laughs> They, he was they were the only ones where they said, yes, you get to yeah, go you ahead and do, do your her- Harold Ramis impression. Do yeah. your Harold Ramis impression. It's not very long, but frankly, I, I I posted it because it is it is mentioned, but I feel like it falls into this category of Um <clears throat> You know, when Bill Murray does a new movie, we mention it, right? Because we love yeah. Bill Murray and we want to know he's working on next. Same thing here. Like if these guys want to talk about their past history or their current, you know, uh, anecdotes
0: or whatever. It's always fascinating. Yeah, to hear always sort of worth a mention. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, so check that out. Uh, we'll, uh, we, we still have a follow-up with Maurice LaMarche that we're working on. So we'll, we'll get that in the books we'll and you guys, will, you'll hear that, uh, sooner than later. But, um, and then real quick, uh, speaking of voice actors, I just want to mention that Tara Strong, uh, AKA Tara Cherndof, who played uh, Kylie on, uh, Extreme Ghostbusters, she will be at Dragon Con this year, so everybody that's going to be uh-huh. there for PKE Surge, get ready, because Kylie will be in attendance. Uh, so uh, make sure that you've got your Kylie cosplays ready to go, uh, because she, she I know she definitely appreciates that. She loves dressing up as her characters. Uh, maybe she'll even now, dress up as Kylie. That would be kind of cool.
1: Or at a minimum, what does it take to convince her uh, to uh, uh, Ghostbuster uh, Marshall? Uh, In one of the ectos in the parade. Oh man, yeah,
0: have her on top of one of you guys' ectos. That's oh, that would be awesome.
1: (laughs) Although when you said it, I was like, I was like, and she could be parade marshal. And I know a lot of people that'd be awesome. And then you said she could sit on top of the ectos,
0: and every single ecto owner went, "Well, I don't (laughs) know about that." You can't do
1: that. Yeah. No, come on.
0: Well, you know what I mean. (coughs) But your your grand marshals always have to be like in the back seat of the uh, convertible or whatever. But if if you've got an Ecto-1A, she can hang off of the step on the back or something. If there's
1: ever one day for everybody to pool their money and um, uh, uh, rent a a white uh, late 50s uh, uh, Cadillac convertible to to join in. You're that'd be the t-
0: un, unofficial uh, grand marshal of just the Ghostbusters section of the parade. Yeah, uh, slap yeah.
1: some uh, magnetic uh, logos on the doors, away you go. <laughs> done,
0: done. She can sit in the back and wave. <clears throat> <laughs> um. So, yeah, so uh, that's I, I wish I could go to Dragon Con this year. I'm thinking of I, it's probably too late at this point. It's probably like San Diego Comic Con. If I didn't do this. October of last year, it's uh, not going to do it, but, uh, anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe next year, next year's dragon con. I have a feeling will be the one, but, uh, yeah, I know I say that every year. Some, someday, (laughs) someday he wistfully looks out the window and says it will happen. Um, all right, well, let's get into our discussion topic. Oh no, no, we can't get into our discussion topic. Oh my goodness. Hold on. Stop the show. Screech halt. We have a whole email from Michael Tanaka that I haven't talked about. That oh, that's right. <laughs> it wasn't on the rundown, and that's kind of why I glossed over it here. But Oh, my God. What are you doing? So uh, bef- you, you bucking for a follow-up email? I know. Come on. Sorry. Sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. Please, please be kind. Um, so, uh, Mr. Tanaka, uh, because we talked about uh, Ghostbusters crossing over number two in our last <laughs> uh, episode— uh, he's always quick to, uh, to to point out things that uh, we may have led people astray on or help clarify questions that we had. You will hear it in the episodes. We'll be like, Michael, what help? What question mark? What, fill, fill in the gaps for us. So uh, I have bullet points from him that I'll kind of quickly run through. Uh, and, uh, just, just for everybody as a public service so that you can hear things where we went wrong. Uh, this is where you would hear the music and we would have like the, the crawl that would have all of the text. That's like, here are all the corrections that we would like to make from the last episode. But, uh, so this is specifically geared towards me. Michael says, uh, Jenny's astral outfit is new, which is, I mean, maybe that's why you and I sparked toward it in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't recognize it. So we didn't recognize it, but it's new, so that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, also, uh, Jenny's hospital outfit that I brought up was from Bosom Buddies, which the, di- that's a deep dive. Thanks, uh, Michael <laughs> slash Dan, for that one. Um, I mistakenly said that the portals were in mass hysteria. They are actually in Get Real. That's probably why I couldn't find them in my trade. Uh, there you go. Let's see. The... Um, Oh, there was a bit of a slip. Yes, Melanie was in the new Ghostbusters and was Ron, but I equated the rest to uh, uh, the new Ghostbusters. Those were the Chicago Ghostbusters. in that splash page at the end, uh, Ron and the rookie uh, teamed up uh, later on. So that's maybe where I crossed wires or something. Um, and then Chris, he said, good call on the law and order stuff. He loved that. Um, now, help me out
1: here. 'Cause this is the worst thing. I said something smart apparently.
0: About law and order. Remember. I don't remember what it was. And he loved it. I don't remember what it was either. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Good job. I don't but I haven't, li- I haven't see,
1: listened I haven't listened to the episode. The, yet. the so. funny
0: thing is people and, and I know I've heard other podcasters talk about this where we'll we'll talk about something and then because there's about a, a week, week and a half buffer between When you respond to stuff and we recorded stuff, uh, people will shout out things toward us on Twitter and you both, you and I will be like, what? Oh, right, right. That did come up in discussion. So, uh, law and order. (laughs) I don't remember what you said. But um nah, so I, you just so, have to listen to it. mild mild spoilers, but not really here. Um, he did mention uh, they left out a whole lot of Ghostbusters that should have been on that last page because you and I had said, well, I think they covered all the bases and Michael is like, guys, here are 20 Ghostbusters teams that uh, should have been in there. Uh, Ghostbusters Pachenko machine that would have been interesting, a different style on those. Uh, the Ghost Smashers, which are from the storyboards <laughs> with the helmets and the visors, we did mention those. We mentioned them, Yeah. Uh, the <clears throat> Ghostbusters Sega Genesis game, those sort of, like, squat, uh, pop vinyl-looking uh, characterizations of the, the characters. Uh, yeah. He mentioned the real Ghostbusters pilot, which, uh, v- I mean, I guess that's true. They did have Slimer in the real Ghostbusters and real Ghostbusters in there. Why not the guys from the pilot? Um, yeah,
1: but I... We we'll finish the list. I, I think at a certain point it turns into uh smart comedy rules of you do the Ghostbusters to uh pixel guys. Do you why why retread that?
0: Yeah, would the Sega Genesis guys step on that joke? Or, like or why even are the there... Pachinko guys, yeah. right?
1: Like these tiny little uh cutesy ones. Um and the same goes for the real Ghostbusters. If you have the real Ghostbusters that slime the real Ghostbusters, bring it in and pilot Real Ghostbusters. Right, right. Man, no, no. Yeah,
0: I mean, but f- I, for the sheer sake of the splash page and the art and seeing all of these characters together, sort of cartoon all-stars to the rescue kind of fashion, yeah. yeah, it would be nice to see all of them together, but...
1: It would, but this begs the question. Were they chosen very specifically to to do something specific? Like, if... if... Or it just turns into Dan doesn't want to draw, That's draw also that true. many. Well, and, and there um, could be
0: legality behind that. You know, maybe the real Ghostbusters pilot uh, is not something that is owned outright by all of the share. Because the, some of the other ones that Michael mentions, like uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling Ghost Wrestlers, uh, which, yeah. you know, uh, you've got likenesses there. You've got Captain Lou and Hulk Hogan and uh, or the Filmation Ghostbusters, which obviously have been left out. F- for yeah. probably a good reason Because we know that there is litigation behind those <laughs> Like there's There's probably yeah. a, a really good reason that the, the Filmation Ghostbusters were left out so.
1: Well because now if we stop and think about it Everybody in that shot With the exception Of the Ghostbusters to The Game Boy ones They're all either proper, uh, proper Cartoon like Proper Animated series Yeah uh, or comic from IDW, oh, oh, except for the fact that he corrected us on um, the, 88 we, the eighty-eight miles per hour guy. Eighty miles per hour, right? And yeah. the funny part is, after we got off that, I thought about it. And I thought I, I asked myself, or maybe these are those uh, weird guys from that Japanese one. But again, that one is see. <laughs> It's hard to pick out any rules of what they're doing here, given that it's like, all right, all of these are owned, except for those guys. Those aren't. But then at the same time, if they're just referencing, like if they're doing their own homage, they may not have any
0: real say to it or yeah, claim to it. You know what I mean? It's, like, like a, it's a reference of a reference. So that's that's why uh, Filmation Ghostbusters, yes, okay, that's not the the IP of... Uh, you know Sony and IDW yeah. and whatever their license holds but like if if this is the Ghostbusters uh, manga or uh, you know the ESP that came out
1: yeah although I also seem to recall that those four guys were slightly
0: bad guys or at oh, least right. it's been a while since I mean yeah or something like that. The Penguin so Hunters quite, is what Michael calls them. Yeah. So I'll have to go back and reread those. But
1: It's quite possible. When asked, can we use these, Sony said, oh, you go ahead and use them. And if they want to make some noise, <laughs> they're welcome to. Yeah. If they want to open that door, okey-doke. Um, I don't know
0: yeah so uh, i mean again and and i'm sort of glossing over michael sent us a pretty detailed email here as, yes. as he always does to help us Super detailed. Uh, along
1: our way but uh i'm going to publish an illegal book of all <laughs> his emails that he sent us
0: letters from michael
1: michael tanaka
0: the unauthorized uh i don't know podography <laughs> the podography i like that but um, okay, so now we can get into the discussion topic. So here, I'll, I'll put All a little, right. I'll put a little breather here. Thank and then, uh, you, Michael, as ever. Hello, folks. This is Ghostbuster Dan Ackroyd. I have some invaluable advice for anyone suffering the embarrassment of unsightly home ghost infestations. Just listen to these satisfied customers. Oh, I thought I'd die right in the middle of my PTA lunch, and the spinach geese suddenly took off and hit Lydia Bender. <laughs> well, Ghostbuster solved the problem. My
1: girlfriend was babysitting, so I, I went over to sort of watch TV,
0: and it blew up. We never even turned it on. Ghostbusters, like, wasted the dude.
1: Hope they sent it to my phys ed teacher. Right in the middle of the playoffs, the cheese puffs start growling. Ghostbusters took care
0: of it before halftime was even over, and they threw in a free safety check of the onion dip. Why bother with the mess of voodoo, black magic, or the guilt of religious exorcism? Hey, we deal with this kind of thing all the time. Come see us work in Ghostbusters, the supernatural comedy playing at movie theaters everywhere. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. We're ready to believe you. Who you, call? who you gonna call all right so now we come to our discussion topic chris this is uh this is care of our good friend Ecto Crank, who uh continues to do amazing work with his patches and pins and all of the stuff that he's doing yeah. um i broke down and i bought some oh man the the real ghostbusters logo the moogly ones the, ah, that's what i wanted yeah. ah, it's too is it too late did you I not see too the late. thing today he said he only had like a couple left and i just figured i guess i just assumed that they would go but
1: uh i don't know go check
0: all right i'll maybe go <laughs> they check. Might still be there but yeah it was one of those
1: instances where it was kind of and i'm proton charging i share the news with the community
0: i've got two <laughs> left i will in a minute hang <laughs> on let me purchase one so there's only one left yeah <laughs> um, but uh so yeah so Ecto Crank uh really doing some fun stuff on social media check him out uh and as well as you know his Etsy uh I think it's an eBay store actually but no nope, um, it's an Etsy store it's an Etsy store okay but uh so yeah so he posited this question uh to his uh Twitter followers at first and then uh looped us in because he's like I'm fairly certain that the Crossrip talked about this and he's he's indeed correct that we did mention this but we didn't really get into it as a discussion topic Um, He brought up the fact, and it's one of those mind-blowing, like, wait a minute, this is kind of meta moments of the Ghostbusters (laughs) movies, but if in Ghostbusters 2, Ray and Winston go into a birthday party and throw the boombox down on the table, hit the play button, and you hear Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme song... That then means that Ray Parker Jr.'s theme song exists within the canon of the movies, which that's, that's what we've talked about on the podcast, that kind of, it's a bit of a head scratcher. You're like, well, how would they know what the theme song to the movie is? Mm-hmm. And it just gets, it's a convoluted can of worms. But uh, so he took it one step further and he said, well, look, what if the song is canon within the movies? Does that mean that the music video is then canon within the two films. And I sat and I went, oh, oh, oh my God. I mean, yes, yes, that would make sense because what if after the rise of their stardom, uh, they obviously had some production value for their commercials. Maybe they did come up with a jingle. Maybe they hired a great session musician like Ray Parker Jr. to do it. Uh, Maybe they filmed a commercial out uh, on Fifth Avenue with him. Yes, you're forgetting one little thing though. Uh oh. I
1: shall play the contrarian.
0: Please crack. please do because I'm I'm lost in this like, oh that would be amazing if that were true. The video also not a lot, but the video
1: also contains clips from the movie. It kind of blows mm. up on itself when you try yeah. to figure out why the hell they would have 35mm you know, shots of themselves doing things, doing things that at that point nobody knew they were doing, up to and including their first bust. Like
0: it's a bit well, I, well for the for the sake of for the sake of the discussion, what if that didn't exist? Because obviously there is a shoot that happens with the four of them in costume, in character, yeah. uh with we'll, Ray dancing down we'll the hang street. On here.
1: Let's, let's do this chronologically because you brought this, you mentioned that this was coming up earlier and I went, that's ridiculous. And then I immediately went to YouTube and watched various scenes and all this. But uh, um, I could not recall hearing Ray Parker Jr. at the birthday party. And I said that kind of squashes the video right there because you could argue that they just had a jingle. Oh, you hear the However,
0: instrumental version. No,
1: Ray Parker Jr. is there as it turns out. He... You can, if there's something hard, strange, you hear him do the setup. It's it's yeah. hard. No, no. It, yeah, they sing over it, and it's kind of hard to hear him. Except they're not singer singers, so they cut it short. And you can remember he's got that he's doing kind of his sexy R and B. So it goes. His line, his last words, go to that long vocal burn. Right. Do you know what I? The, yeah. The, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Str- so range. is it? Yeah. Yeah, seeing things running through your head. So you can hear just a little bit and a little bit of, you know, yelling. and uh-huh. all. Like, Aha. Okay, so they are playing their theme song with Ray
0: Parker Jr. singing on it. Um, but I, I mean, so my, my other argument, too, would uh, in previous versions of the original film's drafts, they did have like jingle like during their commercial, they were supposed to sing a jingle. And that's what at one point Ray Parker jr was saddled with when he was trying to come up with the theme song for the movie, he had those, whatever four lines of dialogue that he had to work in. And he's like, guys, this just doesn't work. Like it doesn't, you've come up with a cheesy jingle for a 30 second song. I have to come up with a hit single for the record. Like I I can't do this. Um, so, so there is a possibility that in off camera on things that were not seen during the first film, maybe they did come up with a jingle. If there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? That's all that's in Ghostbusters 2. They obviously didn't come up with the rest of the song. Oh no, if there's something weird and it don't look good, let's go get a beer. So you do hear the, the second verse. All right. My argument's dead. Well, I, I was gonna say that maybe they just came up with that first part of the jingle, and that kind of became like their advertising before they went out of business but um I mean that hmm. that still could fit because that shot of them
1: dancing with the singing guy you could uh with the singing guy, them dancing along at uh, type Square, or whatever it is with Ray Parker jr, you know, the singing guy, the singing guy um yeah. you could see that with you know those eight yellow. You know, pre video toaster overlay, <laughs> yeah,
0: the uh, five, 555 number, yeah. Four,
1: yeah, yeah. So, it uh, like I said, so I could, there is a, a decent enough argument to be said that they uh, you know, had a song commissioned,
0: and the kids, the kids uh, at the birthday party know the song, kind of so, know that the, the mum definitely does,
1: uh, yeah, um. But this beg- this brings up a lot of stuff. Like, what was the descent uh, between movie one and five years later, right? Like, how much longer did they keep operating? How quickly did Egon return to university, right? Right. Like, right.
0: Well, or how or long was this it- jingle part of their rise before the incident at 55 Central Park West, maybe?
1: Yeah. Well, because remember, it doesn't. it. I don't know, it's cleaning up the town. Is it used during one of their montages? Uh
0: yeah, yeah, after they the uh Sedgwick bust, you know, as uh Dana is doing her sit-ups and uh, you're hearing all of the uh, uh the news people talking about how is Elvis and have you seen him lately? You're yeah. hearing Ghostbusters Joe, in the background. Joe Franklin. There. Yeah. Um So I mean, I guess you could argue that since
1: we're hearing it over this montage of their rise of their uh they're that, that it's a uh, you know a jingle. We're hearing that it as you know a jingle that maybe New York had
0: to hear it as a jingle at some point, too. Right. I don't, oh. and
1: remember, they
0: were those guys on TV, yes, those guys were, on TV.
1: They were, they you and I, I mean, we all know they shuffled shots around, so there's a bit where they come out and they're swamped by New Yorkers and the press. That was actually the end of the Sedgwick bust um, that they then shuffled as a later bust. Yeah, as part of the montage. But was, yeah. But it was used to show that, you know, the press was running around after them. And in, in Casey Kasem, uh, you know, reporting them on American Top 40, um, it's not inconceivable that, you know, again, for instead of a jingle, maybe we could see it as a, a novelty song. You know, radio st- hell. Radio stations knock out novelty covers of hit songs all the time and all that. Sure. Right? Yeah. Well, and and, um, if, and
0: if a commercial is widespread enough, like the Salino and Barnes Injury Attorneys one hundred eight 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 eight. You know, like that. Uh, you hear that. Everybody <laughs> knows that the one eight hundred cars for kids, which I'm sorry is now in your head, and I was trying to avoid <laughs> telling you that one.
1: Um, for uh, Western Canadians, it's uh, Lanny McDonald from the Calgary flames doing Apollo mufflers.
0: Oh no. I mean, yeah, I'm Oof. sure the the car ones <laughs> are always the worst, but, uh, so I don't know. I mean, what if, uh, what if the Ghostbusters died on top of the temple and this is all part, no, we won't get into that. Uh,
1: <laughs> they have a soundtrack in heaven. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly.
0: It's meta because they know that there's a movie about them and they're in the afterlife and, uh, it's just too many lines to draw. It's, uh, at that point your you know uh
1: suspension of disbelief it's not a huge stretch to pick one of a couple of ways that the song exists the trick now is the video for the reason i pointed out which is the bits where it has clips from the movie yeah that nobody was there to record. Like I could see it if all it was was shots from the end of the movie because you could argue then that it's literally it's shots of There's New camera York crews news there. and all that yeah. recording the big fight at 55 Central Park West. You could even go so far as to say a couple of the shots may have like if uh, I'm trying to think of what other shots they use sort of thing. But I mean, there were library
0: shots and stuff in there. Library um,
1: shots. They had the the skyline with the ghosts flying through it and all yeah, that. Like was, that's true.
0: Um I mean, I, you could argue that all of the stuff with Ray Parker jr. And, and the woman uh in, in the house, that could be the commercial. Like that could be whatever the, the spot was that they put together and aired. But, but you're right. He opens the window oh. and there's a movie clip like, well, it's a music video. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're, we're reading way too much into it, but <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> it is Small aside though If anybody out
1: there Has the art skill John Kaba, Please Help me out with this one Because I haven't been a proper cartoonist In years And I don't think I have time to level up for it But Somebody on Somewhere in social media Had a, a meme bit about Doesn't matter how old you are You know You don't let your head your, your foot hang out over the bed Or the monster will get it And I was like Unless you're a Ghostbuster Or a Ghostbuster fan Then you deliberately Dangle it over the
0: bed <laughs> or you expect Ray Parker Jr. to slide out from under the bed that's and like, right. wait a minute <laughs> Tickle, 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 tickle. <laughs> if you hang your foot out
1: and it feels it gets tickled, there's no monster, it's Ray Parker, it's Jr. Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Uh that that
0: that well, that's a, that's a whole other discussion of the creepiness <laughs> of Ray stalking that poor woman there. It's but very 80s. It's very 80s. It's very true. Um, but so uh, I guess I don't know.
1: What- <laughs> we're, we're we're fast getting to the point where we talk about parts of Ghostbusters the same way we all talk about our our racist <laughs> granny, our casually racist granny. <sighs> she
0: just doesn't know any better. It was, she, from di- it was a
1: different time. It was a different time. She doesn't know any better.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, well, so, so to sort of bookend this, uh, I guess you know, our, our consensus here, would we consider the music video canon within the films? <gasps> I guess it sounds like no, um, probably. No is probably the way that we're leaning here. But the song, yes. The music video, no, the song, yes. Some way, somehow.
1: Well, <laughs> I guess we could make a multiverse uh, argument. Uh, <laughs> in our universe, the song exists, and we got a video for it that included clips of the movie. But in the universe where the movie is not the movie, the song obviously still, you know, obviously does exist in that universe and perhaps they have the same video. It
0: just doesn't happen to include. It just has news footage or, um, something else where those film clips go. I would buy that. That would be my, that, that would be a lot of fun to accept as Canon. Um,
1: (laughs) see, now all I want to do is make two, two edits. One is, is I use the footage of, uh, the, the neon set. To, to cut it as a commercial <laughs> uh, up to it including them, the the bits of them dancing at the end with the numbers over it. You could definitely do that because uh, if you cut it, that would totally feel like a cheap 80s. It really
0: would. That's like an 80s you know, commercial with, with that's little a little bit of production 80s, value.
1: A, non, a non-national uh, commercial. Yeah. A little bit, but not a lot. Um, the other thing I want to do then is, is recut it where you replace everything uh within the movie that you cannot explain away as uh New York you know New York press or whatever managed to catch and replace it with something from within the movie that they would have yeah so grab like the magazine covers would be the, a good one magazine
0: them coming out of the uh Chinese restaurant with the the two ducks uh what else could um, be in there Uh, No job's uh, too
1: big, no fee is too big. Anything from the end. You can easily do it just by uh, running a lot of clips from the end of the movie because that was well covered by the press. Uh, And then you could call it the... uh, So like I say, it, it, it breaks down pretty hard on that one bit, but with that one small concession... Yeah, he, you know, Ectocrank's not wrong. The fact that, the, the, like I said, I was like, no, 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 the song doesn't exist, and then I was like, ah, there's yeah, Ray the song singing. does exist. Yeah, he's there, it exists. Um, which then turns into this thing of like you, you, it's awkward to cut it off in the middle and say this part, this part works fine, and but not that part when they're clearly linked. So, yeah, if you're gonna it, let the song in, hmm. you kind of have to find a way to let the video in the trick is is that for the bit that feels like it's canon to the universe which is them dancing with the guy who composed the song uh which would be a very ghostbusters promotional thing to do um it's the clips of the movie that kind of yeah. break it down but but yeah um it could i would be. argue Multiverse. It's the multiverse. If, if yeah. we if we just pretend, I'm I'm giving it a, a, a yes with a caveat. Now that everybody
0: <laughs> understands my <laughs> caveat, and 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 that footnote is is pretty pretty well warranted. I, I feel yeah. yeah, or a no,
1: but, but yeah, uh, you can you depending on your demeanor, you can pick whichever one.
0: I, I would, yeah, I'd agree. It, but it's fun, it's fun to think of it as being the universe. It is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so there you have it. And uh, more more theories like that, please send us, those are great questions, send them our way. <laughs> Find us that 1-800 number so I
1: can use <laughs> the audio in my re-edit. Yes, please do. do wait another
0: minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers! Her. I'm sorry, we'll do it
1: again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Do. And Twitter accounts. Chris is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters. Interdimensional cross-rip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want
0: to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? Ah!
1: If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC.
0: Alright, do it. Thanks very much, right? All right, Chris. So we're uh, bringing bringing four seventeen to a close here. Um, what uh, what do you got for final thoughts? You've you've held up pretty well. I know you're still under the weather. We talked about that at the very top of the show, but uh, yeah. What uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts I to bring this one to for a close?
1: The, the dry cough. I am I am no longer technically uh, on death's door. I, mean, <laughs> oh, I wasn't no. really at death's door. No, but, no, uh, no. I was feeling pretty rotten. Like. Um, I am, I am not one of those late night jokes about, you know, when women get the flu, they soldier on and when guys get the flu, they turn into little boys. It's like, no, I idiotically march on until I fall down and then a doctor says, you're an idiot. Uh, so I hit my, you're an idiot uh, point there last weekend and I'm um, to my I'm feeling much better right now, But I, I have the dry It's the persistent cough It's just oh, It's not an indicator man, That I'm, I'm sick sorry. It's not an indicator That I'm sick It's an indicator That I was sick And it's going to keep Indicating apparently For another couple weeks uh, Yeah Well can you? But I apologize I tried my best To minimize coughing In people's ears I, I failed But uh, final thought Um I was thinking about this earlier, uh, partly because of the, the Guinness World Record because they were raising money for charity. Um, there's a lot of for charity stuff going on. Um, a small aside, a uh, round of applause for the Ministers of Grace because they are heading to Edinburgh. Oh, th- did they make their goal? They did not make their goal, but you can still keep... Uh, I think there's a way to keep sending the money. And they got 50%. Well,
0: that's not bad. That's not that's, bad at all let's put it
1: this way and they announced they're going. So yeah. I think they went this is what will make it a breeze and then in the middle had one that made it as this will uh not write everything off but it'll it'll be it'll make it easier. And I think they hit their uh it it's it, we it's good enough that we can go uh, as opposed to uh, we didn't get enough and we can't really do it sort of thing. So hooray! They're off and running. <laughs> uh, but coincidentally, I was like, oh, wow. Here's, here's video. video. Uh, again, I did mention earlier that I have a stuffed head and I'm an idiot. So I was like, video, what a way to celebrate them announcing they're going to the fringes. Give people a taste of or- Orlando, Florida. What the hell is this? No, wait a minute. So it's a, there's another group in Florida that's putting on the I I certainly hope is it looks like they're not doing it off the ministers of grace they have called it something else. Um, let's just put it this way that the I think you and I talked about this at the time. There's a growing phenomena of people doing uh, Shakespeare versions of pop culture. Um, and I, 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 think Ghostbusters is an obvious one that a couple people have taken a stab at, and this is, looks like one of them. Uh, I listened to it; it's okay. I still, I'm still thrown in with Ministers of Greats because <laughs> I read that one. And it made me laugh. And I watched these guys, and I'm like, "Well, that certainly sounds like Shakespeare." I don't, I don't, I don't bear them any ill. Will. I'm not, I'm not trying to put them down or anything like that. Uh, they just kind of came out of left field,
0: kind of um, cashing in on the the craze, so to speak. Yeah. I'm
1: always a little dubious that they weren't aware that somebody, uh, had, but at the yeah. same time, they're not wrong. Uh, they don't have to use the other guys because he technically doesn't have any real uh <clears throat> Right to Ghostbusters either um, well, eh, whatever hey, Orlando, <laughs> have some culture however you Go, can get it however you want apps. your Ghostbusters Shakespeare you take uh, that chance <laughs> that said, the high profile one is the Edinburgh Fringe and I really hope it goes well for them and I hope perhaps we'll get to see um, maybe some uh, press coverage video clips of it come out of it sort of thing um
0: yeah, I mean, I, and the costumes. I want to see what the costumes and the packs and yeah.
1: Uh, well, if nothing else, we'll start to see uh, pictures and all that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's, and they're pretty that's busy on social part. media, especially during their campaign. So I can't imagine they're not going to um, yeah. Um, um, you know, maybe put some photos or even maybe a little video clip up. Uh, I was, uh, as everybody re- remembers, I traveled. So they announced their campaign just as I was about to go traveling and I was like I cannot spend the money yet. Yeah. Uh but I did uh just before the thing ended and uh, getting myself one of their enamel pins Ooh, because nice. that that yeah.
0: Shakespeare no ghost. It's <laughs> a <What>? great logo. <laughs> that's a that's a Jordan Mansell, uh classic right there. <laughs> yeah. William Moogley's
1: feet spear. <laughs> I don't know what it what you want to call it but uh uh, that one, that one's, that one's, that one's gonna look fresh and dope. Fresh and on dope. Whatever hey, I put fellow it on. <laughs> hey, hello, kids. Hey, hello, fellow kids. Um, <laughs> but not to uh, to get back in my original final thought. There's a lot of fundraising going on. Uh, Briley and the Ontario Ghostbusters are doing a walk. Uh, I'm pretty sure they must have heard about the marathon Guinness record and went. Well, why bother? And they're just going to walk it. No, <laughs> because they're wearing their, their, their uh, real packs. Oh, um, uh, you don't yeah, run in you those. You can't so. run a marathon in those
0: packs. You can barely do the parade in those packs. Yeah.
1: I, I like to think that perhaps there's a couple of guys out there that I totally hot trap it. And then they're like a mile in. <gasps> hot uh, trap. Why did I do this? Hot trap. <laughs> um, but they're doing a walk for uh, MS research. Uh, what do they call the MS... Mandarin MS Walk, I think. Uh, and they asked, and, and I posted it just today. It's a couple of days late. I apologize. Um, they asked me on Monday, and I <coughs> only got uh, to put it up today. That's my bad. Um, but then it's never too late uh, to help them raise some money for that. And it's, you know, it's quite consistent throughout the year that there's a handful of things, both either crowdfunded, uh, reasonably uh, requests for crowdfunding, from the community and just in general all the groups doing their charity stuff and what i got to wondering is why we've never i mean it's kind of works on the honor system which is but but at the same time i guess it doesn't work until somebody stands up and says what if we all tried this and my thinking was is like well how much money do you feel you can reasonably give to charity in a year and everybody's got that number and it's like well what then if you split it up against you know all the charities you run into in a year what does that work out to and I was like man like say I was willing to to pay 50 bucks to a charity of my choice I've got that right now maybe what a half a dozen. That they give money to throughout yeah. the year, and in my, uh, you know, when my my financial situation, I go, mm, I, we, you know, me and the family, we can do, you know, fifty bucks here, there, everywhere, whatever it turns out to be, or more or less, or what have you. It's like, well, but for example, you know, you and I, if for example we, everybody that listens to our podcast. I'm not saying everybody can And again, I realize this is one of those things where, uh, the, the sad flip side of charities going every little bit helps is, uh, is some people going, yeah. And unfortunately I needed to help me. Um, but the thing is, is let's just assume we all went, what if us and everybody that listened to the podcast, I'm, th- I'm thinking this needs to be a community wide thing, but let's just, for the sake of numbers, uh, I will artificially say that we have say, Two thousand listeners an episode. That is not right. That is low, but that is the just the nice round number I'm pulling out for our example here.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: If we all went, how many Ghostbuster charities you know, or crowdfunding do we run into uh throughout the year? Legitimately, is that more than a dozen when you think about it, right? Like maybe, like yes. I, I can't think it's more than that. Yeah. But imagine if we all went, then we will all give one dollar to these when they show yeah, up. Five, one dollar, five dollars. Yeah. Well, no, not don't don't throw don't oh, throw okay, off the math okay, yet. Don't throw in five dollars. Okay. If we all said, great, there's twelve throughout the year. I will give. We will all give a dollar each. Every time we do that. That's two grand that shows up in the pot yeah. versus two thousand of us thought about it. Went, I don't have twenty twenty five dollars or whatever to give to this right now, and only a few of us do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I mean, well, and and this this particular one for the Ontario guys, they're <coughs> looking for fifteen hundred dollars. Like, that's that's their goal is right, uh, which we could easily do uh, here here on the show. Yeah, absolutely. If
1: we if we all just went to it and said you know, like, cause this is the, this is like a, the last bridge that it has to be done virtual. It has to be done on an honor system and it will never be a 100%, uh, input thing. But even again, then I say, even if it only had like 50%, that's a thousand dollars that dropped into their pot. Right? Like, uh, I, I, st- I have no proof for it, but it feels in my gut, like the, um, the, the, the greater return is all of us going what 12 charities a year a buck each $12 is nothing i can absolutely yeah, let's do even it. people who are in harder spots can go that's that's a non issue no problem <laughs> yeah 12, 12 we,
0: bucks is that uh, that one meal that uh, you know a couple of coffees a couple of weeks yeah it it it's not as bad as I gotta put in three thousand dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars or. I yeah. picked
1: up the the Ghostbusters. Um, not the Ghostbusters. The there is a Ghostbusters reference in it, which was very funny. Uh, but the Mad Magazine reboot. Oh uh, yeah,
0: that's right. That just came out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Comedian Dan Telfer is the the new editor, and uh, it was a it was kind of a, a let's gently steer the old guys out and bring in some people that know what <laughs> funny is. Uh, it still feels a lot, <laughs> you know, like gross, uh, mad nah, well, jokes. Well, it's ma- some yeah, of that, but. <laughs> Mad Magazine. Yeah. But it was pretty good. Uh, just as an aside, the Ghostbusters joke was um, uh, marketing chick flicks to bros and they showed the original movie cover and then did the bro version of the cover. So, uh Oh, what was... <laughs> so they had one was pitch perfect, and it was just uh, just a giant baseball filling the whole, the whole uh, <laughs> things like that. And then the last one on the last page was a picture of Ghostbusters answer the call. And then the the bro version of it was the original Ghostbusters poster. <laughs> and even I had to go. with uh, Fair play. That's that's funny. Uh, that's <laughs> pretty good. That is pretty uh, good. But anyways, um, that that that's uh, got a six dollar price tag on it. I think more for Canadian or whatever. But just for that one magazine, I dropped six bucks, sort of thing, right? Like, so in my head, I'm like, <laughs> like, that's literally what it comes down to is one of those breakdowns of the math that you see on late night television where they're like for less than 30 cents a day. And you do it, the math, and you're like, 30 cents is, what does that work out to? Nine bucks. But again, nine bucks a month is, you know, not un- unreasonable, not sort of, of thing. I mean, that's your <laughs> Netflix account or whatever, yeah. So in this case, <laughs> I'm breaking it down to, for a buck a month, if we all did the same thing, if we all moved in the same direction. So if these groups that do the charity stuff head out into their community and they ping us and some of us throw in and all that, but we feel like we have to treat it as, you know, I I like these guys. I, you know, I can do it there, but I don't really know these guys, so I'm not going to do it there sort of thing. And it was like, man, it just feels like we could come in for, at a minimum, and that's the trick, right? I guess everybody theoretically could go, I'm a little better off, I can do a little bit better. Or they could even do the, I give a buck to everybody, but for these guys I'm throwing in 10 or 20 sort of thing. Whatever, it's your choice. But I'm just like, if we all agreed, so what's a good community? Like, what's the last count on GB Fans membership? Right? Oh, God, like, yeah,
0: huge. 20K yeah.
1: plus, I haven't yeah. looked in like years. Uh, you look at our, our Facebook page, so my Facebook Proton Judging Facebook page is like <clears throat> over 30,000 uh, and that's the smallest of them uh, well not the smallest but of the news ones and all that GB fans and GB net and all that they have big big numbers uh, Twitter it's like uh, Proton Judging is 8 Like if so then that's my point Like again it's nearly impossible to get everybody to hear understand, give a crap, whatever but if we could tap into even a percentage of 10,000. So if only 10% of 10,000 responded and said, fine, a buck for everything in this given year, that's, a th- you know, a thousand bucks dropping in each time. Yeah, yeah. If you get higher than uh, – <laughs> um, <coughs> did I do that math right? 10% of 10,000. Yeah, that's right. Idiot. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's as final thoughts go, this is definitely one of the the shower ones that I'm still chewing over sort of thing, but
0: no, but it's, and it's, it's a good point. I mean, and again, like I mentioned, the, the Ontario Ghostbusters, they're looking for this Mandarin uh, MS Walk. Uh, they're looking for $1,500, and they're already at uh, – where are Halfway? we right now? Halfway, yeah. They're at about $900 right now, 925 So Right. So uh, this Pitch, is, this pitch is, in, and you guys uh, – you'll make a difference right away, basically, is what I'm saying. This,
1: this could be a minor test. So of all of our listeners, right uh, – oh, there's other things that factor into it, too, I realize. A lot of these require – Uh, credit card, if you don't have a credit card, uh, then that's a no-go. Uh, or if you're, you know, so for example, if you're not listening from Canada or the U S your card may not work and go through, who knows a lot of different factors, but I'm like, if every single one of our listeners heard this and then said a buck is a buck in five minutes to go to the website. I can I can try that. Yeah, it should should what,
0: help them push it over the edge. Yeah, what absolutely. would the
1: return be? And I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, but I mean, what's what's some anonymous way to? Because you can when you make a. I think you can see all the donations. You can mark it as anonymous. Well, actually, it occurs to me if you mark it anonymous or by your even if you mark it anonymous and it's for one buck, I think we'll know maybe where it's coming from, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's all you have to do is yeah. like, like I said, if you, li- everybody listens to this and goes, I will throw in a buck, um, you know, what, what's the re- return? Like, what does that get? Yeah. And, and better yet, if that works, then do we just start spreading the word? Like do, how do we. Here's our one for the month. Everybody, uh, send your dollar in. Yeah. How do we codify this? Like, what do we call it? And how, you know, what, wh- what, kind of. Uh, institutionalization, or that's not a good word, or... Well, just a uh, call to action. Myth- we, yeah, we want to get... Mythologizing, <laughs> or how, how do you brand it so it's that people mythology. can hand yeah. it... Or, <clears throat> brand it around to people, right? Like, <clears throat> like, you know, no job is too big, uh, no fee is too big, or whatever. Is it like something riffed off of that? Is that is that the point where we go... You know what I mean? Like, it's a way to proudly say... um. You know, we were kind of uh, picking and choosing, and kind of falling flat before. We did okay, but now that we're moving as a you know a school, or that we're you know we're focusing our will, all combined, the results are magnified. Yeah, right? And, and in. not only that, and like a lot of 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 um, force multiplication. Oh boy, there's a military term for you. <laughs> there's another one for John Urkava. <laughs> if for, for all the you know for force multipliers um, uh, the energy input is less right like a lot of the times when you it, it takes less energy for everybody to push in one direction than it does to ask a couple to push now and they drop away and a couple other push you know what I mean like there's an efficiency uh, across the board for everybody if everybody pushes at once in the same direction so uh, I don't know that's my that's my final thought you got a buck.
0: Yeah, pitch let's, in. Let's
1: try it. Let's try it with the like. Go to our sites, find the Mandarin MS walk link, and throw a buck at them. Like yeah, throw anybody, a buck at them. And, and
0: if you guys are out there and you have fundraisers, uh, give us a heads up and give us a heads up in advance so that we can start to get yeah. that machine moving and help you guys out as much as we can. Absolutely. I
1: I think that's uh, like I said. Even even if it never goes beyond our podcast, where you and I just say, "Well, here's another one." And here's the thing, like, this is why I stuck very carefully to a buck and I, I didn't want to be mean to you when you said five, but I'm kind of like, the thing is, is what if the system, uh, it, what, what if the, the, pardon me, the formula increases? So what if we start and it turns out in a given year that it's twice as many as that or whatever? Well, if it's just a buck, even if it doubles, it's not going to break our bank, right? Like personally, that's not going to be a Uh, a problem and it just allows us to keep, keep going sort of thing. I mean, at that point it's almost kind of indefinite. Like at that, at a certain point you then have to start doing your own personal math of what is your yearly budget for, um, for charities. And if you go, I don't know, I guess I give a hundred bucks. That's just, again, just another nice round number I picked. I guess I give a hundred bucks a year to charity. Well, that's 100 charities that could show up. And if we all threw a, Buck at it Sure Yeah I don't know Something yeah. Something See, can happen It turns After after a while It turns into A really uh, fl- Fluffy uh, Utopian Sort of thing It's kind of like There's 7 billion people In the world If we all threw a buck Into one
0: thing Imagine <laughs> well, the change <laughs> I mean That's true and, and, and it is the Was it like Uh Mark Marin or somebody decided they wanted to monetize their podcast. And i like, you all send me a dollar and I'll be able to keep this going. And that didn't go well, but, but this is for a good cause. This is, for, I mean, spe- uh, specifically the one we're talking about the Ontario Ghostbusters MS walk here. Uh, good, good cause, uh, and, and a good team, good group of guys that we know really well. So, and gals. Um, and gals. Good guys and gals. Yeah. That's He didn't
1: mean that. That was not mean of that him. I apologize
0: on it. That's path. I need to adopt the Paul F. Tompkins calling everybody <laughs> friends. Uh because there you go. I just yeah. I, I always go guys and it's it's incorrect. But um but anyway, so yeah, uh go donate. We'll put those up on the social media links. And uh, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on all of those uh, great charity events that everybody else is out there doing. And uh, please, please do your best to let us know so that we can let other people know, let us help you boost the signal. So uh, until next week, everybody, uh, we'll be back here. We'll be talking about Ghostbuster stuff. We'll be helping you guys out with your charities as much as we possibly can. And until then, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Who Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Let me
1: guess. Gozer was no study. Everything you're doing is bad.
0: I just want to let you know
1: that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue.
0: Next week, though, Carol's Pets. Weird. (laughs) jub-jub <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>